Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, I do my best to keep pretty good records, and according to my records, four years ago today was the inaugural episode of the Heaven Bound podcast. This week, we are kicking off season five of this podcast. That's hard for me to believe. It sounds like a TV show, doesn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> We're does. in our fifth season. Fifth season, <laughs> yes. We are. Four years worth of podcasting, and it has been my privilege and uh, uh, just a really good exercise for me. And uh, I, I know you are just as encouraged as I am by the ongoing feedback of so many. Absolutely, absolutely. This, this is just a good thing for us. You know, we we started this, if I remember right, um, right before COVID hit. Neither one of us knew it was coming, <laughs> but you know, a lot of a lot of places scrambled to get podcasts going because we were shut down, and they were trying to get the equipment and everything, and it was really hard. And we had just started this, so we were already kind of in the groove when when things kind of shut down, and we. Did a few podcasts from our closets we and did. phones <laughs> and, you know, different places like that. But but uh, it's carried on, and uh, our audience keeps growing. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate this avenue. You know, as we mentioned in our lesson on Sunday, you know, some people like to read. That's me. But some people are not into reading. They like to listen to things. And that's, that's why we just present different avenues, different tools for whoever's out there that we can try to reach you, encourage you, and help you in your walk with the Lord. We are excited for 2024 and appreciate our listeners spending a little bit of time in this first full week of the year right along with us. If you're relatively new to the program, we spend Wednesdays looking back at the Sunday morning sermon. And Roger, you had the privilege of preaching this past Sunday morning. It was a special Sunday in the life of our church family where we introduced our entire theme for 2024. Yeah, we we always pick out a a theme, and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. But our theme that we've chosen for this year, with a lot of thought and prayer and study in our Bibles, is we came up with the phrase "bringing the best." And that idea, first of all, begins with God. God is the best. Uh, no one is equal to God. Everything God gives us is the best. And so, when we walk through the Bible, we, we see that spirit among His people. Uh, they were not just to offer any old animal, but it was the best of the flock. It was the best of the first fruits. The priests were to uh, present themselves the best they could before they went into the tabernacle or the temple. So it's that spirit and that attitude that, that we want to launch into our theme this year, that we as disciples of Jesus are always going to be bringing our best to the Lord. Right. You brought out in the the beginning of that sermon that this is not just a religious idea. We see this 
all around us in the business community, in the academic world, in in sports, especially around this time of year. A lot of people thinking about lessons from the past year and what to do to maximize this new year or with more than one sport, we're in the, the heart of a championship sort of season. This is not, however, just a secular idea. As you've brought up, uh, we know there are so many different Old Testament examples. You and I have the opportunity, Lord willing, throughout the year to paint on this big blank canvas using Old Testament history and New Testament examples and all sorts of different things to make connections to where we are here in 2024. But throughout the sermon, you did bring up six different passages from our New Testaments. I know this is not the only time that we're going to rehearse these passages, but why don't you run us back through, starting with that Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 passage, bringing the best is a spirit sprinkled throughout our Bibles. Yes, Solomon said Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And so that that's the idea of putting your all into it, uh, bringing your best is what Solomon was telling us. Uh, we went to the book of Colossians in chapter 3 where the Apostle Paul says uh, very similar things to Solomon, to do your work heartily as to the Lord, not to men. Now, now that was addressed specifically to servants toward their masters. But we carry that thought through as we think about our work in the secular world or our work before the Lord, that we do it heartily. We, we put a lot of thought and intention into that. Uh, we went to the book of Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, where there the apostle says, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. The abounding, you know, the, the idea of abounding is improving or increasing. And the apostle was praying that their love would increase that way. We went to that little book of Philemon in verse 21, where the apostle Paul was writing to the uh, slave owner of Philemon and encouraged him to accept Onesimus, the runaway slave, back. And in verse 21, Paul says, I just know, I have confidence that you'll do more than I say. It's not just getting by. It's not, you know, what does it take to pass this course? You're going to do more than what I say. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we saw where the apostle says, beyond their ability, the Corinthians gave. Uh, and, and, and so, again, that spirit of, of doing more than, than what we can just normally do. Then we kind of wrapped it up by going to the book of First Thessalonians in chapter 3, verse 12. Again, that expression, abound, abound in love. And then in chapter 4, verse 10, he talked about excel still more. And so those are just a, a sampling of that spirit we find throughout the New Testament that God is the best, and we need to bring our best to him. Yeah. And that's kind of what that was about. You know, just looking at some of those words, those passages use, all your might, all your heart, abounding, beyond, increasing, excelling. This is the very opposite of just floating through life, uh, having my either physical or more imp- important, 
my spiritual life on cruise control. This is so much more than just going with the flow, ultimately wasting my life. This is going to require intention and focus and zeal and endurance and a lot of these things we're going to talk about throughout the year. Maybe the best thing here in the middle of the week, first full week of the year, is is to think about that little blue box that you had on your outline this past Sunday morning. You warned us about living with mediocrity. And we throw that word mediocre, mediocrity around every once in a while. But you highlighted a couple of things, symptoms, manifestations of what it looks like to live with mediocrity. Maybe if we spend a few minutes thinking through these, especially how dangerous they are for disciples of Jesus, that will give us some good repelling force to move away from this so that we can launch into this year absolutely bringing our best. Number one, you said living with mediocrity looks like living without an intention. Absolutely, or purpose would be another way of doing it. I was listening just the other day to uh, the financial guru, Dave Ramsey, and he was saying... He was saying, do you know what the number one financial mistake most people make? And, of course, Dave Ramsey hates credit cards. <laughs> and he says it's not credit cards. It's not student loans. It's not going into debt. He says the number one financial mistake most people make is simply not paying attention to their finances. Mm. And they just do what everyone else does. And and so live, you know, living without an intent or purpose is, okay, I get up, I go to work, I go to school, I come home, I watch some TV, I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow, same thing tomorrow. Same, you know, it's just, it's just like that uh, stuck on that little hamster on that little wheel just over and over and over. And we don't see beyond the moment. And we don't see, okay, work is great, school's great, but they're just stepping stones to get me somewhere else. And what is my goal for five years from now? What is my plans in 10 years? And again, as we think about this, not only as individuals, this is a, this is a problem a lot of congregations go through. They just go through another Sunday and another Sunday, and they have no forethought about vision or planning or where I want to be. And, you know, everybody in America wants to retire someday. But if you live paycheck to paycheck and you wake up one day and you're 70 years old and you have no money in the bank, guess what? you got to go to work. And, and, and so the, the idea of all this is, is to have a goal, is to have a purpose. And, you know, why do I go to worship? Well, I go to worship for a reason. And that's some things behind that. Yeah, I it strikes me as you're describing that, that 2024 will be full of all sorts of temptations, trials, pitfalls. No doubt there are very serious sins that disciples of Jesus can fall into. But in order to be lost spiritually, I don't have to embezzle. I, I don't have to commit adultery. I don't have to murder. I can be lost simply by failing to have an intention. 
That, that is a sobering idea. Uh, it, it speaks to the aim that we need to have as disciples of Jesus. And of course, our aim, as defined by this powerful phrase in 2024, is the best. God is the best you already brought up. God is our aim. So living with mediocrity looks like living without an intention. Number two, living with mediocrity looks like being satisfied with as little as possible. Yeah, that's that's a a real dilemma a lot of teachers and professors in college face. They get this student, he's really gifted. He has all kinds of potential. But he won't apply himself. And, you know, he, he, he just does as little as possible. Uh, coaches find the same thing. Here's this guy and he is so gifted as an athlete. Uh, he could get scholarships. He's really got a lot of natural ability, but he simply won't apply himself. He, he's just doing as little as possible. And when we, when we do that spiritually, it, it's just going to affect us. Uh, usually it looks like somebody who has one foot in the church and one foot in the world. And he does just enough to kind of satisfy his guilt, but not enough to make a difference in his life. And so that, that's just a sad, sad way to be. Yeah. And spiritually, <laughs> that is not what we want to appear before the giver of every good and perfect gift who has given us the best to have floated through life satisfied with giving as little as possible. That sounds a lot like Jesus' parable of the talents, several other lessons maybe that we'll dig in throughout this year. Number three, you brought up living with mediocrity looks like having an excuse always ready. Yeah, that's that's why they're stuck in where they are. Okay. I mean, they're, they're content to be average, content to be uh, typical, just what everyone else is doing. And when you ask that athlete, you ask that student, you know, why don't you, why don't you push yourself a little bit more? Why don't you drive yourself? There's an excuse. Uh, you know, here's why I can't. And, and they live on that excuse. And so they, they are content simply to do as very little as possible. You know, there's just a, a thin, thin line between a lot of this stuff and what the Bible calls sluggard or lazy. Mm. And, and that's, I think when we start developing this, we'll start seeing this, you know, it, it takes a person with some drive and motivation, get up and go, be diligent or terms the Bible will say, uh, to, to achieve in life and to be right with the Lord. Uh, just sitting back and being lazy and indifferent, you're not going to grow in Bible knowledge. You're not going to make an impact in the church and you're going to struggle in life that way. And so many people, uh, when you ask them, why do you live this way? They got that excuse in their back pocket and yeah. that keeps them from changing. Yeah. Uh, number four, you brought up living with mediocrity looks like lacking passion and zeal. That makes me think back to a couple of years ago where we talked about, uh, the, the idea of passion and zeal as fuel, right? Fuel for this journey to be heaven bound. Uh, living with mediocrity, I'm running low on spiritual fuel. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, all these are kind of tied together. Uh, it, it's, it's 
kind of hard to find one of these without the others because they're, they're like railroad cars. They're all connected together. And why is he lacking passion? Because he has an excuse. Mm. Why is he having an excuse? Because he's satisfied as little as possible. <laughs> why is he satisfied as little as possible? Because he lives with no tent. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of hooked together. And, and, and like building blocks, if you kick one out, the whole thing's going to fall down. And so he has no get up and go, no drive. He has no passion. He just, he's just happy to be just, uh, as some people say, just a normal church member. Well, you won't find that phrase in your Bible. Uh, just a normal church member. What you find in your Bible are disciples of Jesus. What you find are people who are shining their lights. And what you find are people like Dorcas, who was abounding in good deeds. That's what you find in your Bible. And so when someone just doesn't have that, they're they're just going to be stuck in the land of average. Yeah, well, and stuck knowing that something needs to change, but number five, letting procrastination run your schedule. Yeah, that's that's such a real thing today, you know. Uh, if I don't have to do it, if it's not, you know, pressing real hard, we just love to kick that can down the road. And so I'll get to it next week or I'll get to it next week. Or we used to have this phrase, I'll get to it when I get, you know, when around to it, you know, and <laughs> I've seen some people hand you a little, a little round coin that says to it on yeah. there. Here's, here's a round to it, you know, so, so you got to get, get at that. And so again, all of this is showing somebody who is just kind of just floating through life and they're just going nowhere. And uh, it kind of makes me think of a Beatles song, you know, he's a real nowhere man having no place to go. And that's that's where a lot of people live. And pretty soon uh, the days become weeks, becomes months, becomes years, becomes a lifetime. And that's how some people live. You pivoted from this idea of failing to live up to your God-given potential to really a challenge that I thought was the perfect way to wrap up 2023 and introduce 2024. It's time we brought our best to the Lord. And you just highlighted a couple of really practical things I'll I'll read through. And if you want to bring anything else out, uh, I would love for you to do that. What's it look like to bring our best to the Lord. It's it's pursuing excellence in all areas, pushing ourselves to greater levels, living beyond the daily grind, doing more than what's expected, growing and becoming, transforming day by day, being a new creation in Christ. Those are powerful descriptions. And and they, they just fly the opposite of the list we just went through. Yeah. And so uh, the person who's living without an intent or purpose, that's just the opposite of someone who's pursuing excellence. Uh, I want to be the best father that I can be. I want to be the best husband I can be. I want to be the best disciple I can be. Not, not the best in the world, but the best I can be. And so I'm, I'm going to, that leads me to pushing myself. I'm going to do things that I don't have to do, but I want to do these. I want to, I want to know God this year. I want to be close to my brethren. So I'm going to go out of my way and maybe turn that TV set off and grab that phone and make some phone calls or do some texting and just, just make a difference. And see what you see running through all this is somebody with, with a determination and a drive and a passion. And that is somebody who understands, man, God's been good to me. He's been better to me than I deserve. I don't deserve the way he's treated me through the years, how he's blessed me and forgiven me, been patient with me. 
And when I look at what have I given back to the Lord, you know, we stop. Sometimes we think, well, you know, there's been times maybe I wasn't paying attention in worship. Maybe there's times I haven't read my Bible or talked to him. Maybe there's times I just slept in church. And when I look at that, I think, you know, I've not been doing my best to the Lord. Maybe it's time I start doing that. Bringing the best in 2024. We have just barely scraped the very top of the iceberg. But, Roger, I appreciate your work in introducing this theme for our church family and those who were visiting with us this past Sunday morning. All of that is freely available at charlestownroad.org. The sermon audio, the sermon video, a PDF of not just Roger's interactive outline, but our theme booklet for the year. We are excited for this new year and everything that it can be because God has given us the best, we have the opportunity to bring our best for him. Thank you for serving us in that way, Roger. It is Wednesday, even though it is the first Wednesday of 2024. This is actually our last session in our fall quarter of Bible classes. Roger, you're going to be rounding off a study in the auditorium. Yeah, we're going to be finishing up our series we called How the Old Testament Finished. And we're going to be kind of taking a step back, looking at what we learned from the Old Testament that helps us with the New Testament, and focus on this little concept of types and antitypes. Interesting concept as we think about that. All right. That is at 7 o'clock p.m. in the auditorium. In our Building Blocks track of studies, we are wrapping up our survey of Exodus through Deuteronomy. Our focal point has been, you shall be my people. We're looking at the very last recorded words of Moses this evening in the book of Deuteronomy. And we would love to have you join us at 7 o'clock p.m. It is my privilege to have this Sunday morning the opportunity to preach, and I'm just going to take our theme a little step further. One of the key verses that we will bring up over and over and over again, Lord willing, throughout 2024 is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I want to camp on those last couple of words in that verse, the glory of God. What what is that and and what's it going to look like to do things to the glory of God. That's going to be our focal point, 9.30 a.m. this Sunday morning. Roger, what about 5 o'clock p.m.? Well, you're getting ready to do some teaching on the Holy Spirit on Wednesday night, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a little two-part series about the Holy Spirit. A couple of things that kind of I think we kind of struggle with a little bit. We're going to talk about how we're convicted by the Holy Spirit this week. And then a couple of weeks from now, we're going to talk about being quenched by the Holy Spirit. What does that mean that we quench not the Spirit? And so right. we'll look at those things then. Very, very good. We also are looking forward this Sunday morning to brand new Sunday classes. We know that there is an, uh, an adult class available walking through the Bible. There's an adult class on learning various aspects of languages of the Bible. I'm going to be teaching, Lord willing, in the auditorium, launching into a study of the Gospel of John. Roger, you're going to be teaching in room B2. And we're going to be talking about the glory of the Lord. We're going to talk about what God's glory is and then the words associated to praise the Lord. 
what I hear is that opportunities abound everywhere we look. You compared it this past Sunday morning to a giant buffet spread and encouraged our people to bring your fork. And that is exactly what we are encouraging everyone to continue to do. We want to bring the best in 2024. And Roger, I appreciate you joining me today and and revisiting this great theme, getting it kicked off for us. We so appreciate all of you for listening to this week at Charlestown Road. It would be great to see you at 7 o'clock p.m. this evening. We're already looking forward to Sunday the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us. 